0: hi we're really glad that you decided to join us today you know you have joined us at a very special time we're in the midst of our seven week book series we're using a particular this book god of love god of love a guide to the heart of judaism christianity and islam by mirabai Starr. it's a sweet it's a gentle book Not only do we learn more about the practices of these Abrahamic religions, we also learn how to put them into practice in our life and to use them each and every day. One of our core values here is that of welcoming. We really believe that with all of our heart. In fact, as you enter into our garden court, right here on the wall, we put is wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. Even though it's virtually today, we know that you are welcome here. We welcome you with our hearts and with our minds. We're just glad that you are with us. Look forward to an outstanding service today. Always great music, always great meditation and lesson. Our goal is that that when you leave here, you feel better than when you got here. And if you do not, then perhaps you don't need to be here. But we really want to welcome you today. Let's go to church together. God bless you.
1: When I closed my eyes so I could not see My Lord did trouble me When I let things stand it should not be My Lord did trouble me When I held my head too high, too proud, my Lord did trouble me. When I raised my voice too little, too loud, my Lord did trouble me, did trouble me. trouble me
2: did stir my
1: soul fall to make me human, to make me whole when I slept too long, slept too deep my Lord did trouble me put a worrisome vision into my sleep my lord did trouble me did trouble me with a word or a sign with the ringing of the bell in the back of my mind did trouble me Will trouble me, will stir my soul for to make me human to make me whole, make me human to make me
2: whole. What a way to start the morning! Thank you very much, folks, and welcome. Welcome to our live stream service today. We live stream this Sunday service at 9.30 a.m. Central Time every week. You can watch archive services anytime on our website or on our Facebook page. Don't miss our virtual coffee hour today at 1045. Zoom details will be on your screen at the conclusion of this service. At 5 p.m. today, we'll welcome a special guest, Imam Lugman Gondal, for our weekly Grace and Peace Meditation. Join us to explore the tradition of Islamic prayer and meditation, again at 5 p.m., and the Zoom information is on our website. This Friday night, Jamie Rocco joins Lori Ducken for our next At Five on Friday concert. You can live stream this concert on the Unity Minneapolis face page or on our website. And it should be a good one. Woo! All right. Our All Together Now service is back. It's back on Sunday, November the 22nd. To get us all together, we're asking everybody to send a photo or a video of yourself for this special service. Check out the peak of the week or our website for more details. Learn more about all of our upcoming events and activities on the church website, on the Facebook page, or our Peek at the Week, our e-newsletter. You can always contact the church via email or voicemail. And now we're asking Reverend Pat if he would come and open us in prayer.
0: We're going to begin our prayer this morning with an invocation by Charles Fillmore. So I invite you to go to that place in your heart and your mind where you know and you feel God's presence and listen to the words of our co-founder. I am now in the presence of pure being and immersed in the Holy Spirit of life and love and wisdom. I acknowledge thy presence and thy power, O blessed spirit. And in thy with divine wisdom, now erase my mortal limitations, and from thy pure substance of love, bring into manifestation my world according to thy perfect law. And so this morning, we surrender again to this infinite presence within, this divine love known by many names. We surrender and this morning, we are grateful to have a relationship with this divine presence within. And this morning, we pray with our world. We pray with our world and all those that have these challenges in their lives. And may we remember this morning that regardless of the challenge that we are facing, that God is present and greater than any challenge we may have. So we enter this time together, this time of worship, this time of celebration. We enter together with great enthusiasm and we say, thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you God. And so it is. Amen. tell we have our A-team here this morning. This is our home team, our choir director, our music director, our in-house band. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're with us today. So welcome Unity Minneapolis. We're glad that you're with us. Wherever you are in the world, just know that you are indeed welcome here. One of our core values of welcoming, and that's what we love to do, also, we are, we are an open and welcoming, inclusive community. We offer practical teachings that help us to live meaningful, healthy, and prosperous lives. And if you're brand new, if you're new or you feel like you're new with us today, we would love to connect with you. We would love to connect with you. And you can do that very easily. Just text us, high unity. Three one, three one, three one. That's high unity. Three one, three one, three one. and you fill out a contact card, and we will connect with you. We are so glad that you're with us. Thanks for being here. Now then let's settle in for the reading of our daily word, and Reverend Tony Fish is going to provide that for us.
2: You're invited today to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. Um, You may submit an online prayer request via our website. That prayer will be prayed with you by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they will forward it on to Silent Unity, where they will be prayed with for an additional 30 days. And now, let us move deeper into spirit the reading of the Daily Word. And our word for today is listen. And we affirm, in the quiet of my heart, I listen to the voice of spirit. During the course of a busy day, I may hear all kinds of things, conversations, music, sounds from nature, traffic, even my constant self-talk. Sometimes all that I'm hearing may numb me to the more intentional act of listening. As I listen, I become aware of the voice of spirit. Its comforting, guiding presence feels like a homecoming. As I settle into a tranquil environment and begin to relax my body and my mind, I create a welcoming space for listening to the assuring voice of spirit, discernible as my inner knowing. I breathe deeply, and I rest in this space. I go about my day listening attentively to the voice of spirit, expressing through all of the people in my life. And scripture tells us in Luke Chapter 11, verse 28. Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and obey. And our word today is listen. in the quiet of my heart i listen for the voice of spirit we are called this morning to listen we are called this morning to find that sacred space within us that place that is our connection with the divine and with all that is. So I ask you this morning to take deep breaths with me and allow your shoulders to drop down from your ears and allow yourself to feel the flow that is the divine flowing through us and as us. And let us listen, let us hear our own heartbeat, just our heartbeat. And as we attune consciously with that beat that is life, Let us expand that awareness into the flow that is life in and through us and around us and beyond all that we can imagine. And let us listen. The words that I read this morning to begin our time of listening come from the book, God of Love. The first reading is from the Talmud. When our learning exceeds our deeds, we are like trees whose branches are many, but whose roots are few. The wind comes and uproots them. But when our deeds exceed our learning, we are like trees whose branches are few, but whose roots are many, so that even if all the winds of the world were to come and blow against them, they would be unable to move them. The second reading is from the book of James in our New Testament. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, And yet you do not supply their bodily needs. What good is that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. The last reading is from the Hadith tradition in Islam. What actions are most excellent? To gladden the heart of a human being, to feed the hungry, to help the afflicted, to lighten the sorrow of the sorrowful, and to remove the wrongs of the injured. Let us breathe and listen as we go into the silence. with each beat of our heart, we acknowledge our oneness in the divine, and with each beat of our heart, let us remember the words of the song we just heard, I will bear witness to your love, I will bear witness to your love. I will bear witness to your love for all of my life. And so it is. Amen.
1: Preparation for the King, and they line their sidewalks with, with every sort of shiny thing. They will be surprised when they hear him say. Take me to the alley. Take me to the afflicted ones. Take me to the lonely ones who've somehow lost their way. Oh, let them hear me say. friend, come to my table and rest here in my garden. You will have a pardon. I am your friend Come to my table Rest here in my garden You will have a pardon You will have a pardon Take me to the alley. Take me to the alley.
0: Well, I thought I was going to get through this service without a tear. But obviously, this song has really opened my heart this morning. And I'd like for you to tell me what the name of it is, and who wrote it, and oh my goodness. It's,
1: it's Take Me to the Alley. OK. And it's written and sung by Gregory Porter, fantastic jazz artist who's been around for about 10 years now, at least. Yeah.
0: And it's sung by Judy Venar.
1: Well, yeah, today. today.
0: <laughs> and as you were singing that song, not only did my heart open, But it was so true because I feel like, you know, God is everywhere present. We teach that. We believe that. But it seems like God is more present for me when I am in service. When I am in service and when I am with the afflicted one, when I am uh, with those that are suffering, those that are hurting, as perhaps many of you are this morning, but that I feel that divine presence within. That is when I truly feel that divine presence within. And then as you were t- welcoming everyone to the table, and the Christ welcomes everyone to the table, all are welcome, just as here, all are welcome. And so you really have opened up my heart this morning, and I appreciate that, Judy. Thank you, Lori. Thank you very much. We continue with our seven-week series on the God of Love, a guide to the heart of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And one of the reasons why I love this book so much is it's a beautiful book. If you've not read the book, please do so. It's gentle. It's sweet. It, it's, it's so poignant about what, about what life is all about. And I want before I jump into the lesson today, I want to go back and just review a little bit of where we've come from in this series. First of all, one of the reasons I like this book so much, she refers to it as intraspiritual, not interfaith. She says interfaith is about understanding. It's about understanding, but interspiritual is about actually, you know, getting into the practice of other religions as well. And when I heard that, this is a unity book. Because so many unity people I know not only follow the teachings of unity, but they also practice, tra- tra- practice practices in other traditions as well. And so, Mirabai Starr, the, the author of this book, she began three weeks ago by a lesson that she provided for us. And that week one was about uh, toward the one, toward the one, and she, call, she reminds us that God is called by many names, or absolutely no name at all. She also talks about this God of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam is one God, one God. And also that Abraham is a patriarch of all three of these religions. And what these religions, yes, these religions are somewhat different. But what they have in common is that it is all one presence, one power. It is God, and it is the God of love. And then that suck and Reverend, uh, and Maribai Star started a beautiful job of sharing with us. And then that second week, uh, 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 that second week, uh, Lisa Herklotz did a beautiful job on sharing about All creation praises God. All creation praises God. God is present in everything. I love to say there's no spot where God is not. And she challenged us to see the face of that creator in the beauty of creation. And she also challenged us to take care, to take care of the land, to take care of the environment. And one of the things that I truly enjoyed was her her scripture. I really enjoyed that. But one of the things I really enjoyed was her scripture from Genesis. And she talks about the importance of dominion. On the sixth day, God created the, the earth and the heaven and the animals, everything. And then he says, God gave dominion, dominion to all of it. But see, it's not like communion, like um, dominion, like we dominate everything. No, that was not it. The important part of that was that God gave dominion, in that it was our responsibility to take care of the earth, to respect the earth, to respect the environment. Because as she so lovingly reminded us, we are just tenants here, we are just, we're just paying rent, we're tenants. And we leave it, my dear friends, for our next generation. And we are charged to take care of that. And then, of course, last week, Reverend Tony did a beautiful job on longing for the beloved. Longing for the beloved. And she she talked about this illusion of separation. This illusion of separation. And we look out there and we feel like that we are separate. You know, I love to say we are unique, unrepeatable expressions of God, and at the same time, we are part of the whole and yet it 's sometimes truly challenging to remember that we are one with everything and part of that whole because of this illusion of separation, and the mystics throughout the ages has have strived to connect or to feel feel connected to what Mirabai Starr calls the beloved, which is another name for God, and I'm going to pick up this book over here and I want to read a portion of that. It's so wonderful for me. She writes. She writes in uh, this particular portion that I loved. It touched my heart. Hopefully, it will yours. One of the greatest paradoxes of the mystical path goes like this, and I think the paradox sometimes is the separation and the oneness. How can we be separated and oneness at the same time? But until we become comfortable with paradox, we will not be comfortable with spirituality. The soul spends all her life longing for union with the divine. And when at last she reaches the object of her desire, she disappears into him. There's no one left to enjoy the reward, no distinction between lover and beloved There's only love. The lover of God craves annihilation. She wants to become nothing. The lover of God desires only to lose himself in love, leaving no trace of a separate self. This longing is illogical, and it's out of control, and it's all-consuming, and it is all we really want. It is absurd, and it is our birthright. It is our birthright to long for the Beloved. And it is our birthright to order, in order to surrender into the Beloved. Letting go of our ego and knowing that we are truly one. We're going to continue this morning by looking at sacred service. Sacred service and compassionate action. One of my favorite songs in our hymnal, which we don't use the hymnal often, and rightfully so, but we don't use the hymnal often, but the greatest thing in all my life, and that song is one of my favorites, the greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. The second verse is the greatest thing in all my life is loving you. And that third verse, the greatest thing in all my life is serving you. And I believe that is the way our spiritual journey unfolds. I believe without a doubt that the first thing we want to know is to know this God, this God of our understanding, and perhaps change our our definition of God, perhaps fire that God of our childhood, and get this God of our understanding, this God of love, that is so beautifully spoken of in this book. But we want a God that is not judgmental, a God that is accepting and opening and welcoming, welcoming me at the table, regardless of what I have done in my life, welcoming me wherever I am on my spiritual journey. So it's imperative that I know this God, and only after knowing this God And creating a God of my understanding, am I able to love, to love this God? To understand this God and to love this God and to experience the divine presence and love it when I experience that divine presence within. And then I believe that what happens, my friend, is that at the time we know God and love God, then there is the intersection the intersection of service. And when we know and we love God, it is natural. It is natural for us to step in to loving, compassionate service. You see, it's been said that worship uh, is the givingness of the soul. And that service is the givingness of the soul in service to other people. So it's absolutely imperative that we know God and love God and then step into loving service. And there's so many ways to serve. Do we not know that? There's so many different ways to serve. Look at the needs of the world right now. I don't have to name them. You know them. You know them. But I love the fact that in this chapter, Mirabai Starr quotes uh, Andrew Harvey, And Andrew Harvey says, how do we know where to put ourselves into service? We know to put ourselves into service when we think of something that truly breaks our heart. Breaks our heart. I often say, when I think of something that it makes me cry. Makes me cry. Touches more than just my intellect, but touches my feelings as well. That's when I know that God is troubling me, as we sang in that song, in the opening song. God is troubling me because it's opened my heart to step into service. It's made me cry. And of course, thank goodness, the heart is not open the same way for everyone at the same time. Isn't that wonderful? Our heart is open in different ways to step into service. And they're all good as long as we remember that divine presence of God. I know that for me, one of the things that happened you know, recently in our city was the murder of George Floyd. That, you hear about it, but when you see it, oh my gosh, it touched my heart. I mean, it touched my heart and made me mad, made me angry, made me cry, made me realize there was something that I had to do. I woke up, as we would say, and yet I received some criticism that maybe I should have woken up a long time ago, and maybe I should have. But sometimes it takes what it takes to wake up. And I knew without a doubt that there was something for me to do. And as Andrew Harvey said in this book, once we are awakened, or once we are troubled, or once that heart is open and to that thing, then we begin to learn everything we can to do about everything we can about that. If it's racism, learn everything you can about racism. If it's cancer, learn everything you can about cancer. Learn it and then ask God to direct you and step in service. So I knew, without a doubt, that I had to learn more about racism. And I made that commitment at that point to facilitate how to be an anti-racist. And it continues to open my heart. And I continue to need help. I continue to need support in being an anti-racist. And because of that, we'll be beginning a support group here at Unity Minneapolis, on how to be an anti-racist. That's important. Many of you know that uh, I'm a cancer survivor. Praise God, I'm a survivor. Praise God, I've been two years, three months, and Mayo will follow me for five years. And so I go down every four months for checkups, checkups. And so the last two times I've been down, I have. You know, you're waiting in the waiting room, and they come out and they call your name. And so the gentleman that has come out and called my name, he, I noticed that on his lapel, he had three cancer survivor pins, three. His name was John. And I said, John, let me ask you, my friend, does that mean that you have survived cancer three times? And he said, yes, absolutely yes. And I said, so why are you here? And I knew why he was there. He said, because I want to be here because I can relate. I can relate to people going through cancer. And I want to be sure that I'm there to provide hope for these people, especially people with children. And for the last two trips, he has greeted me, a special bond there, because I know that we know what it's like going through cancer. And when you meet a cancer survivor, you know what it's like. The same with the 12-step program. For example, it takes one alcoholic sometimes to help another alcoholic. And it's very clear that in these 12-step programs especially, uh, that it requires service. It requires service to another human, compassionate service to another human being, for you to stay clean, for you to stay sober. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to the alcoholic who still suffers. But you see, it became with a spiritual awakening. It came with a, a knowing. It came with a loving. And it came with stepping into service for another human being. Wow. Yeah, we are called to be in service. And you know, we have, we have many gifts. Oh my goodness, there are many gifts out there. And the Apostle Paul certainly reminds us of these gifts. And he says that, you know, the body, doesn't, different parts of the body are important. He says every gift is important. Every spiritual gift that we have to step into service is important. And he says that one gift is not better than the other gift. My preaching on this platform is no better than the person behind the camera right now. No better than the the person on the soundboard. These are gifts that are imported and our people step into service. But you see, we don't step into service because of guilt. We don't step into service because we have a motive behind it. We step into service because it is natural to step into service. I want to share with you from the book of Corinthians. It says, Paul, in his 13th chapter, love. He goes, if I speak in the tongues of mortals and angels but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. I am nothing, and I give away all my possessions and I hand my body over so that it, so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. You see, my dear friends, these spiritual gifts that we have, that we've been blessed with, that are uniquely ours, they have to be. They have to be anchored in this God of love, or it's absolutely nothing. That's how important. Stepping into service is; it is our nature to do so. And you know, the by star also uses in this book, which I absolutely love. She uses the story in this chapter on sacred service and compassionate activity, active action. She uses the story of Mary and Martha. Now, I know that we all know the story of Mary and Martha. And I can assure you that it was only after coming into new thought that I had an understanding of that story. It was only after coming into new thought did I even begin to like the story. Because, you see, I was interpreting it entirely wrong. Let me share with you a little bit about this story. She, and this is in Luke. It's in Luke, the, 30, the 10th chapter, the 38th verse. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village, Jesus, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Oh, my goodness, I thought of me and my twin brother. Here I am, the Mr. Doer. You know? Yeah, I'll do it, as he goes right back to what he was doing before. You know? And so all of a sudden, I was the Martha running around, wanting things to be right, wanting things, that, being the doer. Being the doer. And then says... Uh, Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered Martha, 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 you are worried and distracted by many things. Isn't that interesting? Distracted by many things. There's need of only one thing, and Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Oh, my goodness, just because someone is just sitting there and I'm busy over here. She's chosen the better part. That doesn't seem fair to me. Not at all. Not at all. But you see, my dear friends, we both have a Mary and a Martha in us. We both had it within us. Sometimes we're the Martha and sometimes we're the Mary. And I believe that what Jesus is saying. It's not one or the other. It's both and, as we learned, it's both and. It is the contemplative life. And it is also the life of action. But I believe that Jesus is saying, let us be grounded. Let us be grounded in this contemplative life. Let us be grounded before we step out into social activism let us be grounded before we step out into being in our life. So again, for me, it's now about balance. It's now about balance in my life between doing and being. Oh, my goodness. So what do we do sometimes when we're so anxious as a beer? What do we do sometimes when we feel empty and we want to replenish ourselves? While what do we do? We pause. I pause. And I go to the mountaintop, as Jesus, our teacher, and the disciples often went to the mountaintop. And any time in our scriptures that someone goes up to the mountaintop, it literally means we are going up in consciousness. So when I go up to the mountaintop, it doesn't mean I go away somewhere. It rem- reminds me of our basic teachings, our teachings of one presence and one power. It reminds me that I need to begin to look at what i 'm doing, look at my thinking, and begin to change my thinking in order to change my life. It also means to me that when i am i 'm empty and I want to replenish myself it 's absolutely necessary that I remember my calling that I remember my calling, that you remember your calling, because you are called to be in service, and so am I. And I have been chosen, just as you have been chosen, to minister to others. And it's absolutely imperative that I look at myself and I go, oh my goodness, where am I not taking care of myself? Is it my spiritual life? That's the first place I look. Have I let my meditation go? Have I let things go in my life that needs to be filled in my life? Have I let my self-care go? Have I let my body go, my exercise go? I look at these things, and by doing and changing that, then I begin to replenish myself. Now, don't misunderstand me. There's times when ministers, and you too, go away for spiritual renewal, and that is necessary as well. But my dear friends, this is like love. Love never ends. Sacred service does not end. I believe that as long as we have a breath in this body, there is something for us to be, and there is something for us to do. My dear friends, this is your assignment if you choose to accept it this next week. Ask yourself, What troubles my heart? What troubles it? What breaks my heart? As I look at the world conditions, what breaks my heart? What makes me cry? And if this is the case, then guess what? Perhaps it is yours to do. It is yours to step in to this sacred service. I love you. I bless you. I behold the living presence of the divine within you. And so it is. Amen.
1: I wrote this song for the choir and it's usually sung by the choir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I miss you choir. We miss the choir. Yeah. Don't we miss the choir? We do. Hi choir. Hi choir. We love you. We miss you. Here we go. Mm I worked so hard to build this wall of protection thickened it up every time I faced rejection Been wearing an arm But life would be far, more when I take that armor off. When I got all that I need of life's provisions, still I feed on fear when I make decisions. All worrying and pain, it's never going to set me free. But now I can change. you live in its sensations don't give it the power it'll take of vibration. hold it and you'll live in its sensation don't give it the power it'll tell
0: This is the time when we pause and we practice that spiritual law of circulation, that law of giving and receiving. So this morning, we invite you to make a gift to Unity in Minneapolis. You can do so in several ways. First of all, you can Do so on our website. Just go there and hit that donate button. It takes you to a secured place where you can make that donation. The other place, if you're uh, just text us, uh, 77977, give to unity, give to unity, 77977. And of course, we still receive the mail as well. You can put a check right in the mail as well. Absolutely. So let us, uh, let's take a moment and let's just bless these gifts. Let's bless these gifts. Giving thanks that we have the power to bless. Giving thanks to those things that we bless increases in our life. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And let's just take that in. Thank you, God. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we take a moment and we bless these gifts and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you, sweet spirit. Thank you, sweet spirit, for the opportunity to give, the givingness in our life. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. I want to acknowledge our Unity Prayer Chaplains. They are at home. They're holding sacred space for us this morning. So, by all means, if you have a prayer request, we invite you to go to our website, fill that in, and our Prayer Chaplains and our Prayer Ministry will begin praying with you. I also want to acknowledge our youth and our youth and family. Bless you, parents. Bless all of our youth as well. And just know that Cassidy has a full youth and family program still going on a Sunday morning, that your kids, your youth can participate in it. That is uh, at different times. Check out our website as well for more information. Don't forget tonight at 5 o'clock, our, our beautiful 5 o'clock meditation. We have a special guest coming in, uh, Iman Lukman Gournau. And he will be with us and he will be with us and lead us in that inter-spiritual, that practice of, of prayer and meditation. And then I want to quote something that I just love by, our, by the late John Lewis. The John Lewis, he says, your vote is precious, almost sacred, <sighs> powerful, almost sacred. I say it's Sacred. Your vote is precious, almost sacred. It is the most powerful, nonviolent tool we have to create a more perfect union. I share this quote with you this morning because if you've not voted, I invite you to vote safely. Safely. Okay. And then I want to also share that it's with a heavy heart that we share that Dave Benson, our beloved Dave Benson, made his transition after a very tough battle with cancer. Beth and Isabel and Simone and their family are so grateful for Unity Minneapolis and would love to have the congregation join a celebration of life being held virtually over Zoom on Thursday, October the 29th at 11 AM Central Time. If you would like to join the service, please send an email to We love you, Dave, at gmail.com. We love you, Dave, at gmail.com. And you will receive a reply with a Zoom meeting information and a passcode as well. So again, they would love for their spiritual community to join them via Zoom. You know Dave, you know Beth, you know Simone, and you know Isabella. You know them all. And so come and support them, if all possible, via Zoom. That's we weloveyoudave at gmail.com. And that concludes our service, with the exception of our prayer for protection and our peace yes. song and Laura Dockin uh, at 5.
1: I know, I'm going to sneak in a little uh, yeah. re-announcement. Yeah. At 5 on Friday this week, 5 o'clock. Oh well, I know it's kind of self-evident. And on Friday, because that's the title. However... James Rocco is my guest. You have not met him, probably, maybe. He was in New York City for a long time. Actor, singer, director. um, Eric Butterworth, familiar with him? Yep. He was an artistic director of the Ordway for 12 years. And when he was 12 years old, he was a backup singer for Frank Sinatra, worked with Herbie Hancock. Crazy, he has great stories. This Friday at 5.
0: I saw it on Facebook, I'm looking forward to meeting him. I just may meet him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Anybody that loves Eric Butterworth as much as I do, I need to meet. By all means. So, Reverend Tony, I'm going to invite you to the platform and let's do our prayer for protection and our peace song. And I just cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate our volunteers in this sanctuary they I just, I just love it. You know, there's, there's, uh, I counted about 10 of us, and we're all, you know, doing the best we can to social distance, and I just cannot tell you about the volunteers and the staff here. Just thank you so much. Thank you so much. So let's see if we can get this prayer for protection right today, okay? Hey, hey, you know, the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is well.
1: Change a heart to a little white gun More than a feeling, that's the power of love Tougher than diamonds, rich like cream Stronger and harder than a bad girl's dream Make a bad one good, make a wrong one right
0: Thanks so much for joining us. I'm so glad you joined us today. We sincerely hope that you had a great experience. I'm loving this series, God of Love. And we hope also that you're getting a lot from it as well. My dear friends, just remember that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. And so until next time, God bless you and you create a great day.